Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, as we come tonight. This cold night, it's rainy and sleet. And Father, I just thank you for those who have just the fortitude, Father, the uh, faithfulness to come and just be in the place of a continuance in the word. Father, when people get away from the word, it's a quick downhill slide. Father, I just thank you that we uh, live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. It's just like food. We need to have it continually or we begin to be uh, in some way corrupted and malnutrition. So, Lord, we just thank you. Give clarity of mind tonight, articulation of speech, and boldness of spirit. Father, as we share the word, let each one have ears to hear, hearts to receive, and a will to be doers of your word. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen. Amen. Well, tonight I want to talk about the positive power of punctuality. That's a lot of P's. The positive, everybody say, the positive power of punctuality. Now, I, I will say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to define when, when someone is late. And being late for me, is there's no reason, there's no, uh, wasn't a work-related issue. It's not, no problem with, uh, you know, of something that you didn't expect coming up. But many times being late is just not having a desire or a care, not caring about it, not making the effort, don't see a value, don't want to give time, your time and yourself to something. But let me tell you something, there's something powerful about people's punctuality. And you know, when I was in high school, I can remember, I had some good coaches and and I was in sports and I had some really good disciplinarians, and I can remember uh, having those coaches in sports. If we were late for practice, we had to run laps. Anybody have a coach like that where if you were late for practice, you had to run laps? And I remember guys, they, they would have to run laps. They'd have to do push-ups. They'd have to do sit-ups. And, and, and you, know, it, it, you know, the bad thing was that in sports, if one came late, it was 11, and soon many would come dragging in late, and uh, it kills the morale of the team. But let me tell you something. When everybody shows up on time, when everybody is ready to do business, when everybody's in their place and everybody wants to, it's kind of like the military. Can you imagine seeing the military marching and, and half of them not showing up and half of them coming in halfway through the march and some of them, ah, it's okay, who cares? You know, let's just, let's, let's just be cool. Let's not, you know, no control here. Just everybody come when you feel like it and we just kind of march and, you know, just, just cool. Let's keep it casual. How many of you know that God's called us to be soldiers? Anybody believe that tonight? Anybody believe that? And, and I will say this, that some people we understand, you know, that uh, it, when, when a person can't be on time or something like that. But, and I'm not here to, to chase anyone, but, but I'm, I'm here to say there is power when we give honor to God. Because it's really an issue of honoring God. How many of you want to honor God? See, in 1 Samuel 2 and 30, it says, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who don't honor me, I will lightly esteem. And, you know, it is, it truly is, uh, you know, a, a thing where we need to keep morale and, and people need to remember that we're doing this for God. That, you know, the church isn't about uh, just, you know, other people and, and it isn't just about, uh, but it's really about serving the Lord and giving our life to him. So I just want to say, I, I remember a story in football, a kid kept coming late and, 
you know, he kept coming late, and he kept coming late. He kept coming late, and the, and the coach finally says, you know what, you just can't be on the team. We just, it's just not. And, you know, of course, God's kingdom is, is not like that. But it was considered selfish and that he didn't care. And uh, he just didn't make the effort. He didn't, he, he didn't really want to support what was being done there. He didn't really want to honor the coach. He didn't want to honor the team. He didn't want to honor what was, uh, the accomplishments were. So I really believe that punctuality, there's a great power. But when people all come and they're on time and they're ready to go, it says that we want to honor God. We want to do what God wants us to do. How many of you want to serve God? How many really want to serve God tonight? Raise your hand if you want to serve God tonight. See, I want, I want to serve God. I want to do it with excellence. I want to be like Daniel. I want to see uh, the kingdom of God go forward. I want to see God honored. And I, six different things. We might not get all of them tonight. But the power of love is expressed through punctual, punctuality because it is considerate. You see, the power of love, let me just say this again. The power of love is expressed through our punctuality. When we're punctual, it is us saying that we are walking in love towards our brothers and sisters. How many have ever thought it like that? See, God, God confronted me one time, long back when, I don't know how long ago it's been, but there was a time in my life where I just kind of got slack, and I just kind of was late all the time. And, and this isn't, don't take this as a tag, and maybe some of you work, and I, and I don't even want to know, I don't, but, but I know that the Lord spoke this to me, these things, and he gave me this, this message a couple weeks ago. And, and I just know that uh, if, if we don't stay punctual and we don't stay serious and take serious the things of God, it begins to dishonor God and it really dishonors us. But love, it says in 13, 5, 1 Corinthians 13.5, it says, love is never rude. Everybody say that with me. Love is never rude. And I, I believe this, that God, God does not want, you know, or love is never unmannerly, one translation says. And Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. You know, I had, I had some friends, and we used to go to football games, and we hung out all the time. And I, I, you know, we'd go to the University of Iowa, and we'd go watch football games, and we would go out fishing, and, and we'd go out water skiing. And there, there was one, one young man in the high school, and there were several of us, and it was when I was in high school. And, and there was one guy, and, he, and he, was probably, he was probably the most narcissistic guy in our class. I mean, he was really filled with, you know, I'm it, everybody. I have arrived. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I am better than everybody. Just, just an air of arrogancy always was about him. And, of course, he, he was kind of a womanizer. and He, he was all, he was pretty self-absorbed guy, pretty narcissistic. And I'll never forget, you know, every time we went anywhere, he made all the rest of us late. You ever had a friend like that? And, and we'd get so exasperated. And, 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 I, and I, never, I never will forget the time that, you know, we... we I'm, a good friend of mine, his name's Jay, and we, we got ready, we got the boat ready, and we got all the coolers ready, and we got everything ready, and, and we just, I mean, we, we spent all day and, and the night before, and, and, and we were supposed to be at a certain place at a certain time at a, at a boat dock, and, and we got to this guy's house, and there's like, I think three or four of us in the, in the vehicle, and the boat was behind, and it took a lot of preparation, we did a lot of things, 
And, and we got to his house and we found out that he was still in bed. <laughs> you ever met anybody like that? <laughs> My friend Jay almost had a premature rapture. I mean, he almost lifted off. He was so mad. And he just said, you know what? <laughs> because they went to the door and he says, he's still in bed. And then they kind of heard him stir in the background. He says, we're leaving. It just took off. And I thought, oh my gosh. And, and, I, and I just thought, you know, it would have been one thing if, if he had not ever been late before. But this was the case every single time. And what he didn't know is almost everyone was mad at him and very unhappy with him. And he did not realize it because he was not considerate of other people. Now, that should, that should tell us something because I tell you what, the power of punctuality is, is the power of love. And being late uh, it, many times is, is not expressing love towards other people. You know, you know what love looks like? You know what love feels like? You know how love is defined when the railroad drawbridge operator is on time every day. It's called Responsibility. When the railroad drawbridge operator, for some reason, he can be on time every day. Because you know what? If he doesn't, there's going to be a whole lot of people getting killed. You know, being on time is important. Being on time is a fruit of the Spirit. It's called self-control. Oh, don't get that spiritual on us. Being on time is an issue of self-control, self-governance, self-stewardship. It is a very powerful thing. And, you know, if we love one another, number one, one of the powers of punctuality is an expression of God's love for your fellow man that you have to, be, that you have to work with every day. Now, we're talking about at work. We're talking about at church. We're talking about with your family. I don't care what it is. I'm not trying to just, you know, nail this down to just, just church. But it does apply to church. And it does apply to our job. It does apply to our family. It does apply to our friends. Can I get an amen? Am I wrong tonight? Amen. Secondly, the second power of punctuality is the power of godly and wise time stewardship as is expressed through our punctuality. Turn with me to Ephesians 5.15 through 17. Excuse me, 516 through 17. 15, excuse me, through 17, and it says this. See then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Does anybody know what circumspectly means? Who can tell me what circumspectly means? Mm, it could apply to that. Does anybody know what circumspectly means? Look it up in your dictionary of Vine's dictionary of New Testament Greek words. What are you gonna say? It means accurately. Precisely. And, and, I, and I, I look at that and it says, see that you walk accurately, not as fools. So inaccurate living, unprecise, loose living is reckoned as fools, but as wise. Don't, don't live that way. Don't live that way out of control, but always live 
with accuracy, precision, and on time, in the right place, doing things with a discipline and, and a precision. Really, it means all those different things. But it really means, to, and, and we know that it has to do with time because look what it says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. See, if, if verse 15 wasn't about our time management, then verse 16 wouldn't, wouldn't allude to redeeming the time for the days are evil. You know, we've only got an, a, a, a specific number of days that we live on this earth, and if we're unprecise and, and, and we kind of let things go out of control, and, but, but let me tell you something, we're to walk precisely, we're to walk in a sense of accuracy so that we can redeem the time for the days that are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So we need to know what the will of the Lord is. And if we know what the will of the Lord is, we can walk more exact and circumspectly uh, with punctuality, not wasting the time, but knowing what the will of the Lord is, but redeeming the time. And I believe this, that in bad, if we're a bad steward of time, we're, we're really a bad steward. How many of you have heard the term, time is money? Can anybody tell me why that might be? Why is time money? Because every bit of time that you waste could have been time used for advancing the kingdom, advancing finances. But Matthew 25, 26, it says the bad steward of money, the one who got one talent given to him and he sat on it and he was filled with fear, the master came back and said, you're wicked, you're lazy, you know. Uh, and he took it from him, and he gave it to somebody else, and he cast him out into outer darkness where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. But, you know, really the wasting of money is really not, it's just a cousin to the wasting of time because time is money. Everybody say, time is money. So we don't want to waste our time, and we want to be on time, and we want to be people that are good stewards of time because, you know, we need to be able to manage our time. We need to be a good steward of it because really it does translate into money in many, in many ways. And we need to understand that God wants us to be good stewards of our time. Here's another one. Um, the, po- the positive power of good relationships. Reciprocity and covenant is expressed through punctuality. I'm going to turn to Luke. Go ahead and turn to Luke, the sixth chapter. We're going to just hit some of these pretty rapidly. Luke 6.31 And as you would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. Hmm. And I really believe that when it comes, you know, and James says, he that knows to do good but does it not to him, it is sin. I really believe that it is right for us to be punctual. I used to ride the bus every morning. Our family lived on the farm. And uh, we were the last ones on the bus. I had six sisters. And my six sisters were never on time for anything in their entire life. I don't think one time. They were, you know, primping and preparing and talking. Of course, we only had one bathroom, and that, that didn't help matters. We, we were in a small farmhouse, four bedrooms, and six girls. Yeah, I slept on the roof. No, just kidding. <laughs> but I remember 
seeing the inside of that bathroom, I think, one time in my life. But they were always in there taking so much time. I don't know what girls would do that take so long to get ready. But we rode the bus. We were the last ones on, you know, on all these kids would be picked up. And, and we were the last ones on and the last ones off always. And I can always remember standing out there all alone when the bus would come up. I was the family representative of the late family. It wasn't the Tweed family. It was the late family. So so you're saying, well, that's why you have such an aversion to being late. Okay, it might be. I don't know. But I was embarrassed every single morning when I went to school. And I was asked by an angry bus driver, are they coming? (laughs) And and I would say, I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Then finally, it got so embarrassing. I said, why don't you just leave them? Instead of sitting out here, we all sat out there. And I can remember they would honk the horn. I was sitting there. I wanted to crawl under the seat and hide. I wanted to crawl into a, you know, a garbage bag. I mean, it was so embarrassing. And my sisters, they come out like, like they didn't know they were late. They'd come walking out there, you know, just this smile on their face. Like, like that was normal. It's like it's normal for the bus to be out there for five minutes and honking. And the bus driver being really angry. Like that was normal. And I'll tell you what, it was one of the most embarrassing, most difficult things in my life. And see, everyone on the bus was angry at him, and they didn't know it. You ever met anybody like that? Everybody on the bus was angry at my sisters because of a lack of respect for them. See, when we get self-absorbed, we kind of forget about everybody else, don't we? And they just, they didn't know. And, and I love my sisters. They're all wonderful. And that's before we were all born again. That was, that's our excuse. Because <laughs> my parents were really strict, and I don't know why they couldn't get them to do, do that. And, 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 it was, and I was really, you know, just like, I was always on time. You know, I mean, there, there's a seasons in my life where I haven't all, you know, been that way. But, but it, was, it was just, it was a season where, you know, I just dreaded it. I, I almost wanted to just start walking to school. But the power of punctuality changes all that. You know, I appreciate if somebody's ready and waiting. You know, that says something. That there, there's a lot of unspoken, how can I say, respect from that. Let me put it this way. Number four, the positive power of cooperation and obedience Submission and honor are expressed through punctuality. Punctuality says a lot of things that we don't think it says. Punctuality is really quite profound. Punctuality, we need to give it a lot more credit than what it gets. It doesn't get a whole lot of press, especially in our culture today, because everybody just does whatever they feel like, right? Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Just everybody, you know, the millennials, it's just like, you know, Ron Luce. How many of you remember Ron Luce's Teen manias, you know, three, 4,000 kids would just have exciting meetings. How many, how many thought teen manias were good things? And then they would have that teen camp. What was that teen camp called that they would have in the summer with teen mania? Kurt, do you remember what that was called? 
It was Ron Luce's ministry. It was Teen Mania, and then they would have a camp in the summer, and it was about serving. Well, you know, they had to close that camp recently. They had to quit doing it. You know why? Because a whole bunch of kids, millennial-age kids, got online on social media and called it a slave camp. Because they didn't like anybody telling them what to do. And they certainly aren't going to let anybody ask them to serve and to show up on time and live their life submitted to somebody. They're going to absolutely undermine and destroy an entire ministry by doing a blitz on social media of complete, how can I say, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Blackballing them and calling it a slave camp and don't go to this thing. How'd you like to have that done to you? See, that's what undisciplined flesh, when it gets out of control, becomes like. That's where a lot of our pe- young people are at today. You know, we need, you know, and, and you know, now if you just ask somebody to be on time, it's like, how dare you, you control freak? What is this, a cult? It's like, excuse me. I just thought it was polite. I thought it'd just be kind of nice. I'm, just, I'm saying this facetiously. Nobody here does that, okay? Amen? Amen? But see, we've got to get back to discipline. We've got to get back to doing what's right, or it's all going to be lost, folks. Because guess what? Our kids are watching. Guess what? The next generation is watching. And if it isn't important anymore to be on time, it's probably not important to go at all. Somebody say amen. Amen. See, it sends a message. The positive power of cooperation, obedience, submission, and honor are expressed through punctuality. To obey is to submit. To submit is to honor. Isaiah says, those that are willing and obedient will eat of the good of the land. God says, those that honor me, I will honor It's not honoring Pastor Billy. It's honoring God. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's not honoring me. It's honoring God. When we do these things and we do them with an attitude that I get to do it or the attitude that I guess I have to do it. How many of you think when it comes to serving God, we get to do it? He delivered us from the powers of darkness. He saved us from hell. He gives us the privilege of being joint heirs with him to help save other people's lives. It's so important that we get, we get into a, an attitude that creates momentum or we have an attitude that creates dead weight and baggage. Somebody say amen. amen. There's, a, there's an attitude of punctuality that creates momentum. Ask any coach. Every coach knows that. Creates momentum. Creates lift. What's the word? Not mojo, but... Anybody? I can't think what it is. And then there's an attitude that creates baggage, dead weight, kills morale, doesn't honor God, isn't like soldier, you know, we're going to endure hardness as a good soldier. So when we're on time, it honors God. If your boss said, work starts at 8 o'clock, and let's say you always show up at 8.15, 
how many of you know that's disobedience and dishonor? That's literally disobedience. Well, I can't help it. Yeah, you can. If you can't, who can I talk to that can in your life? Aren't you in charge of your life? Aren't you in charge of your time? Aren't you in charge of your self-management? See, the Bible says self-control, controlling self to get up in enough time to get there. Self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Amen. Self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And let's say you just were just 15 minutes late. Well, you know, that's a fourth of an hour. Let's say you're getting paid 12 bucks an hour. That's $3 every day. That's five days a week. That's 52 weeks a year. That's 780 bucks that we stole and is theft from our employer if we just show up 15 minutes late. Somebody say amen. That's getting up there close to 1000 bucks just by being a little bit late. Just by not being disciplined, just by not being punctual. But, you know, I I was really convicted. I I was watching this show the other night, and I can't remember. It's on gun television. And and it's this guy. He moved all the way from New York out to Montana, and he he runs this really high-end gun shop. Anybody ever seen that one? Wow. I guess I watch obscure television. (laughs) Doesn't really exist, Pastor Bill. No. But he's this guy, and, and he's just like this perfectionist, and he's got this beautiful gun shop. He's got all these beautiful guns, and they're real high-end, and he sells them all over the world, and, and he's got this wonderful family, and his, and his boy got his first job. And he, the dad's driving him, and the, the dad's taking him, and, and he's all excited because his son got his first job. He says, now, there's one thing. Now, these are heathen people. These aren't Christians. These aren't Christian folk. He says, there's one thing that you must learn when you hold a job, is don't ever, ever be late. Always be on time. Because being on ta- time says, I want to be here. Right. I thought, whoa. Being on time says, I want to be here. And he says, your work ethic is the most important thing. And you should take, take an interest in what you're doing, and you should want to be there. And, you, and, and, and it's expressed through being on time. And I thought, it, I, it really convicted me because sometimes I'm not on time every place that I go. And I thought, that's the power. Everybody say it with me, the power of punctuality. Punctuality makes a statement of love for others. And it makes a, it makes a, a statement of, I want to be there. See, when, when that person doesn't go to that job, this is familiarity. And, you know, not wanting to, you know, be there, be submitted to the boss, and, you know, I've been there. But, but the, you know, Dr. Barkley says this, but you really wanted that job five years ago. You could hardly wait to work there and make that much money and be with that company and do everything that you're supposed to do. And now you can't stand it and you're familiar. And how many of you know that's our flesh? That's our flesh. We, we need to wake up every day and go to work as Unto the Lord Jesus, not as unto that boss that now after five years you don't like him anymore. Somebody say amen. How many know we were supposed to do all things as unto Jesus? Even what time you get to work should be as unto Jesus. Somebody say amen. What time we get to church? What time we, we meet with friends? What time we do anything? We should be doing that unto the Lord Jesus. 
And, you know, many times being late is a passive-aggressive behavior. It's a passive-resistant behavior. It's really passive-aggressive is what it is. It's not like you're coming out against somebody. It's just like, hmm, I won't be late. I'm, I won't be on time. Just a, little, just a little jab, just a little disrespect, just a little attitude, just a little bit of, you aren't important. This isn't important. I'll get there when I feel like it. How many of you ever met people like that? It's not a godly attitude. It's not a good testimony. It is very much a passive resistance or a passive aggressive type of behavior against authority, against God. God gave you that job. Can I get an amen? God gives us this church. God gives us this great commission. God gives us one another. Forsake not one another, the Bible says. God gives us our relationships. God gives us all these things that we are to honor and and to walk in love. Honor all men. And I really believe this. It's a refusal to honor the rules. Or the rule of law. Or the rule of the God of whose law it is. And we don't obey the rule of what time to be someplace. Think about it. I'm trying to break it down and bring you to a logical conclusion on what it really means to be late for things. And what it really means to be punctual. It's really important, folks. Somebody say, amen, Pastor Bill. We still love you. But you see, really, lawlessness is overtaking our... And we don't even know it. You know, lawlessness means iniquity. Iniquity means lawlessness. It means that we don't... You know, well, what time you show up at a place isn't a law. No, but redeeming the time is. Then you've wasted the time of the people that are already there. And if they went all the trouble to be on time, and, and, and why shouldn't you? You wasted their time. See, now that's a law. Now, it's just a human rule to say to be you know, at work at 8 in the morning, but it's a divine godly law to keep your word and swear to your own hurt. Can I get an amen? When you agreed to, to go and be there, you need to be there and not be late. So I think it's important. And I, I would say the positive power of sowing and reaping is an expression of punctuality too. Do you want love? Do you want respect? Do you want submission from your kids? Do you want cooperation? Do you want punctuality when it's your kids submitting to you? Amen. Of course we do. I don't know any parent that doesn't want that. And I think it's so important that we sow that punctuality so that we can reap it. And then when we sow, because it isn't just punctuality, it's respect. That we sow that love. That we sow that cooperation. That we sow that act of submission and honoring those who are working with or working for or even, a, who, I mean, even if you're the head honcho and you're the boss and you don't show up, you're dishonoring the people that are under you. I remember going, I had a class where the professor was late every single time. And I thought, well, he just wasted 15 minutes that I paid for when I paid my college tuition. Can I get an amen? He just robbed me of 15 minutes of education that I paid for. And I thought, that's so dishonoring. Like, we're a bunch of stupid little kids and you're the big PhD and you have no honor for us. Like, we're not important. But you know what? We pay your salary, dude. Anybody ever feel that way? I knew a professor in one university that never showed up the whole semester. Had some of his grad assistants show up about half the time. 
and just emailed them all their assignments and their reading and their tests. How many of you know that's not just being late? That's like you're out to lunch. You're so late you never showed up. See, that's the extreme of being late. That's just late being late elongated. That's just being late expanded upon. Somebody say amen. That's just an extreme form of being late. But, you know, I'll tell you what, it's important that we view these things as unto the Lord. You know, if I'm late for, for the guy down the street, you know, it is, but, you know, really, we're supposed to do that as unto the Lord. So we, we've, got, we've got to maintain our testimony and our good witness because it says, Be not deceived whatsoever man soweth. Be not deceived, God is not mocked whatsoever man soweth. That will he also reap. We will reap that. And so, and it, and it will add up in our lives. The power of selfless humility is expressed by one's punctuality. Humility is expressed through punctuality. How is that, Pastor Bill? Turn with me to Philippians 2, verses 4 and 21. Really, it's humility to submit to another's wish to be on time. Humility not to waste other people's time. Humility is to think other people's stuff, their time, their project, their efforts, their energies are more important than our own. And the Bible teaches that. Well, I got to do this before I get to work. I got to run. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got my life to take care of before I ever get over there. It says in Philippians 2, 5, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as man pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Amen. Everybody say, doing the will of God from the heart. Now, let me give you another, another scripture. Go back to Philippians 2. I'm sorry, that was Ephesians. And I had a mark, but I wrote down, I'm sorry. Let nothing be done through strife and vainglory. Philippians 2, 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. My thing is not supposed to always come before the things of others. My time isn't supposed to come before the time of serving the places that we've committed to serve, whether it be God, whether it be where we work, whether it be wherever it might be, it shouldn't be that our things outweigh or trump the things. And so I'll get there whenever I feel like it because that is not putting others before us. Look what it says in verse 21. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. That's why churches are in all across America. There's no growth. There's just transfer growth, just going from one place to the other, which really there's a lot we could say about that. But then there's selective punctuality. Everybody say selective. Selective. Punctual for some things, but not others. Some people are just late for everything all the time. Some people are always on time for everything. Some people are late for some things, but they're always on time for the things that's important to them. And that, that is very revealing in our lives. Oh, I'm never late for work. I'm never late for that sports event. Never late for that date, that concert. That, that thing that I want to go, 
I'm on the front row. I'm three hours early. That's because it's all about me. But then they're often late, maybe for work or for church or services, prayer, kingdom work, God. When it has to do with God, eh, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be on time for him. He's a lower priority. Selective punctuality reveals sometimes who, who Lord, the Lord is in our, in our life. You know, in Matthew it says, you cannot serve God and mammon. Some people are punctual and they're on time for it because they know that's where their paycheck's coming from. And they'll be on time for a paycheck. In other words, work. They'll be on time for a paycheck, but they won't be on time for the Savior that saved their souls from hell. I think selective punctuality could be a revealing of whether we're serving God or mammon. I want to serve God, not mammon. How about you? We need to be serving God, not mammon. I'll be on time for mammon, but I won't be on time for God. Because we all know we go to work in the secular setting to get money. We'll be on time for that. We don't, wouldn't dare or not. We might lose it. We might lose our money. But for God, eh, you know, God understands. It's grace, you know. Well, that, he does, and I understand that. And, and, and I want you to know that God's grace covers any time that we, we're not on time or any time that we may not be punctual. And, and I understand that. We've all been late for some time. But, but there should be an effort to be on time. Can I get an amen? When like 1% or 2% are on time and the rest aren't. That's not God. That's not godliness. That has to be addressed. That, you know, when, when we're on time for the making of money and, and we're not on time for, the, you know, a prayer or, or, or a service or to come before God in our own life or, or whatever it might be, then we've got to ask ourselves, which are we serving better? Are we serving our money better or our Lord better? So we've got to ask ourselves, do we need to be honoring of our God? So I believe that we do. And I believe that when... Uh, when we walk in these things, it's, a, it's an expression of our excellence. And we need to serve God in every way that we know. And in every expression, we need to honor him. So what do we do that about that? We need to recognize that in our lives. I, I, there was a season in my life where I tell you, I, I just was, you know, and it was not when I got on the bus and all my sisters were late. It was when I was in college. I would just go to church and I would come in you know, I'd come in kind of like, I want to get there in time for the, mer- for the sermon. Because you know what? I like praise and worship, but, you know, I'm a preacher. I need to get there in time for the sermon. And you know what? During that time in my life was the only time that I really can honestly say that I really got backslidden. The time that I said, I will go when I feel like it. And I will do my own thing. And I'll pick and choose. That time I got backslidden. God revealed to me through a supernatural departing out of my body and leaving my body. And he showed me hell. And, you know, I think God's a little tougher on his preachers than, than the average person. But, but I'll tell you what. It, that attitude went along with an attitude that got me further and further away from God. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But if you continue on this path, you will leave me. You know... Peter followed from afar when he was right next to Jesus. These little nuances following from afar. And then he denied him. And then he denied him uh, with uh, numerous times. And then he denied him with cursings. Can anybody see a progression there? 
You know, it might start out being late. And I've noticed a lot of people they, they, on time, and then for a season they're, they're late, and then they miss part of the time, and then before long, they're not there at all. It is a progression. Starts out with just, you know, late once in a while, then late all the time, and then only showing up part of the time, and then showing up none of the time. It is the first step in a wrong direction. Can I get an amen? It really is. Punctuality has power. Punctuality keeps you in that place where you're always pursuing God. You always have a a zeal, and there needs to be a a going after it. So number one, we need to recognize it. You know, he that knows to do uh, the thing that if he he knows to do a thing and does it not to him, it is sin, the Bible says. If we know to do a thing and we don't do it, and it's dishonoring to our Heavenly Father, we need to recognize it. Number two, we need to apologize to that. For that, we need to repent, repent from it, and be thankful for the correction of it, and be wise people who thankfully receive. You know, it says the wise man receives correction with joy. Yeah. Amen. So, if we are struggling with that, recognize it's our flesh. Our flesh doesn't want to be on time, but our spirit. One of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Amen. Well, we're out of time. Let's all stand up. And let's make in this 2016. How many of you have made some, you know, maybe it's losing weight. Maybe it's uh, I'm going to pray more every day. Maybe I'm going to read Bible, you know, this long. Or I'm going to memorize. I've got some, I've got some goals like that. I want to challenge us as a church to make everything we do to do with excellence and to be on time. How many would agree that that should be a goal of excellence is to always be on time. Punctuality has power. Now, if you, if you show up and you say, well, I, I don't get off work till such and such, I understand all that. And I'm not going to sit and judge and pick and choose and try to say, oh, I think they're trying. I don't think, I would, I, I would never do it. But I'm just saying this. Some will not ever be able to be on time for service because their, their job does, disallows that. I understand that. But just in your own heart, and only you know are you trying to honor God even with the punctuality and the way that you show up and when you show up? Because it really does honor God. It really does honor your, your brothers and sisters around you. It really honors them. It honors their time. Uh, it, it honors the effort that's being made. It honors your leader. It honors us in every way when we're on time. So let's make that commitment. Let's bow our head for 2016. Let's be people that are punctual.